Hey yo ma, what's poppin'? Welcome back to another episode of Remix. Today I am joined by my friend Kara Ray. Um, she's gonna go ahead and introduce herself and let us know what's been on her playlist recently. Alright, so I am Kara Ray. I am a theater major with a fashion minor here at Ball State. And I have been listening to Rex Orange County and... Lana Del Rey's unreleased songs, which I found on a podcast recently. <laughs> a quote-unquote podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Rex Orange County is getting, like, pretty popular, um, which isn't a bad thing at all, because uh, I think they make pretty good music. But what interests me more is the unreleased Lana Del Rey. Because, um, like, I know that there's plenty of artists out there that have a bunch of, like, Lana Del Rey... Um, you know, like the she's featured on a lot of their songs that aren't released, and I always think that's really interesting because I feel like if you have a song with Lana Del Rey, you should put it out because she's kind of a powerhouse. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, she uh, had a leak back in I I want to say like twenty twelve ish. Um, she had two hundred songs unreleased that got leaked somehow and um they were up on youtube for like a really long time and they got taken down uh only fairly recently and i say recently as in like the last couple years and i just actually found out through tiktok that somebody had like had the unreleased songs but they were like in the correct pitch and like key and they weren't like sped up or anything like that and they had recorded them and put it on this quote-unquote podcast so I was revisiting it because that's what I, I used to listen to it when I was in um, eighth grade. And so I, I've been listening to that and they're really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's Lana Del Rey. I mean, she's just straight up fire. Like you put her on any track and it's going to, you know, it's going to go off. Like there was that beef between her and Kanye on the Deadpool soundtrack. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and bringing it back to like the first episode's uh, topic, Machine Gun Kelly, he has a song with Lana Del Rey that he hasn't put out yet, uh, which I think is wild. Cause again, just put it out. Like it's going to be fire just cause Lana Del Rey's on there. Like maybe he's insecure. I don't know. That's kind of his MO recently. It might be because she's been problematic recently. I don't think so. I don't think that would stop someone like MGK, you know? You'd like think? when I don't think so at all, especially since this was, like, a couple years ago. That, like, oh. they must have had it done, like, a while ago. Because it was, like, on an interview, I think, over a year ago, where he was like, yeah, I have a song with Lana Del Rey, like we'll see when it gets put out. And then he's like, well, I guess it's kind of on me to put it out, isn't it? I could just put it out. And then he never did. And it kind of just blue-balled everybody. That's that's weird then. I then I don't I don't know why else he like wouldn't release it then aside like aside from the fact that she's been problematic recently. Yeah, I mean, he has a song with her before um but it was like I think he was just kind of thrown on there. Because uh, it was like earlier in his career, but it had French Montana, Snoop Dogg, Lana Del Rey, and MGK, and it was it was a really interesting dynamic to listen to, just because you have like these three rappers from like three very different sides of hip hop, and then just Lana Del Rey coming in for the chorus like out of nowhere every time, and it was just like it fits, 
but it just feels so like disjointed until you hear Lana Del Rey just like come in and like hit those like super smooth tones and just like I don't know it just kind of spreads like butter you know yeah she um I know she has a song with ASAP Rocky and it's good okay is that one of the unreleased ones um, it is also I believe one of the unreleased okay but that one you can find via YouTube okay it's called um Raiden Raiden okay Mm -hmm. so for those of us who don't know about this or didn't know about this beforehand how can we get our hands on these songs so one of them is so one way to get them is uh through the Spotify podcast quote-unquote which is called I will give the title in a second um Barbara, Barbara, but the first way Barbara is spelled is B-A-R-B-A-R-A, and then the second way is um, B-A-R-B-R-A, and then Barbora, which is B-A-R-B-O-R-U-H, and then podcast, and it just has... um, quite a bit of her unreleased songs on there and then some of them can still be found um via youtube as long as you look up lana del rey on release well there you go we're promoting another podcast that isn't really a podcast it's just unreleased songs from an artist that probably didn't give their permission but it's totally fine totally fine you didn't get it here if anyone asks but you know still send them our way yeah you didn't you did not hear it (laughs) Did not hear it from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's kind of get into kind of the main uh, topic of this podcast, and that's the Billboard uh, 2020 Music Awards. I kind of hinted at it in the last episode at the end that I'd probably have some hot takes. I think I have a couple, but first I'm going to kind of explain how the Billboard Music Awards work um, because a lot of people don't understand. They think it's kind of irrelevant. Um and I'm going to kind of explain why it seems irrelevant, but almost why it should be more relevant than something like the Grammys. Um, so the way that a lot of award shows work, like the Oscars and the Grammys, it's done by an academy um, or, you know, a group of people that decide, you know, oh, who's up for insert award here. Um, and it's not done by the people. It's done by a small group of people that, you know, that, I don't know. They probably they're probably really pretentious if we're being honest. Um, you know, they tend to lean towards only nominating, you know, uh white artists. That's always been a problem and you know, they tend to favor male artists, um, which makes sense cuz most of these academies are really really old. Like, you know, how long have the Grammys and Oscars been going? Like forever. Um, but the big difference for Billboard is that it's actually done by numbers. Um, all except for, like, the fan-voted awards. It's done completely by, you know, either who sold more, who streamed more, who sold more tickets, if it's, like, a touring thing, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it makes sense, but then there's other times where it's, like, you know, should that be considered, like, should these people even be considered for this award? Like, do they count for this award? Um, and, you know, does that kind of make sense? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, but the way that it works is because it's done by numbers, um, it always kind of feels like it's a year behind because they have to wait, you know, basically a year to know like, oh, 
they did sell more than the other person instead of speculating who's going to sell more, et cetera, or, you know, who the Academy prefers. It's just who sold more, who had the song of the summer, who, um, you know, who moved more, who streamed more, et cetera. So it's so basically whoever you heard about for Grammys last year is who you're going to hear about for Billboard this year, um, which is pretty true. You know, um, Post Malone and Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X, you know, they came in and they won their respective awards, you know, like Best New Artist, I think, went to Billie Eilish, which, um, the top new artist, yeah, that was her, um, which, you know, it makes sense. Her whole first, her whole album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Like, pretty much every song on that album got radio play, like some more than others, but like, you know, that and Ocean Eyes, which isn't a new song, but... I guess people kind of treated it like it was that year. Um, just kind of went crazy. Um, but then it comes to, like, your fan-voted awards. So, like, you know, your Billboard Chart Achievement Award. Like, that going to Harry Styles, that makes so much sense. Because now the Directioners don't know what they're doing anymore, but they know they like Harry. <laughs> so they're going to yeah. put him through. <laughs> Were you a Directioner ever? Um, I was not but um Elise my twin sister was and she um I know we we went to um a One Direction concert in oh god uh between 2012 and 2014 <laughs> I'm gonna say that and um honestly it was really good <laughs> like and I I never, like, minded One Direction. I just wasn't, like, in love with it the way that my sister was. But um, I really like Harry Styles. Um, like his solo stuff? Yes, his solo stuff. I really liked what he's done as a solo artist. And I also really love um, his anytime he has uh, collaborated with Gucci in in some aspect, whether Gucci, like, styled him or, or whatnot. I, like... I really love what he's wearing because I pay attention to clothes. Yeah, I mean, so, you're into fashion, clearly. Yes. Um, for those of you that are listening, there it might be it might sound a little dissonant. We are doing this podcast masked. Um, you know, got to stay safe. Health is wealth, uh, especially in 2020. Um, so if it's a little bit dissonant, try to bear with us. We'll try to be a little bit louder. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there before we move on to like the next award or like controversy like you know top touring artists that going to pink that's wild yeah that i i haven't heard about pink in like any capacity i don't think most people have like i just remember she had um a performance once where she did some like really cool stuff like dancing wise (laughs) <laughs> but that's, like, the last time I remember hearing about it. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone that's not a mom hasn't really been paying attention to Pink for a while. But, you know, it may, like, I, I was surprised that it wasn't the Rolling Stones or Elton John because both of them were up for it. Um, but I don't think the Rolling Stones had as many tour dates themselves because, like, they're all in their 70s, you know. They probably can't run around very much. <laughs> But then there's Elton John, and I was like, there's no way, because that was when Rocket Man was big, the movie, not the album. The album will always be big. Um, but, like, you know, the movie came out, but then you realize, because I found out um, 
from one of my friends that wanted to go see him uh, in Indy that, you know, he basically canceled or, well, he postponed, like, half his tour dates to 2020 because he was sick. And, like, you know, he's he's an old man, you know, at this point. So it makes sense. He's got he's to stay healthy. He's got to, you know, take care of himself. I get it. But then he postpones everything to 2020. And then 2020, COVID happens. So they're basically, I think they got canceled for good. Like, I don't think he tried to postpone them again, which I think is smarter. It's like, all right, if they really want to see you, then when you come back, they'll see you. Um, but yeah, they need their money back, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't think Metallica really stood a shot, and I'm glad Ed Sheeran didn't. That's that's my hot take. I'm not a big fan of his. I honestly, I wouldn't have said this in like 2013, but I have to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, not to be one of those people, but like, there was something really special about like his older music. And I think part of it was just because a lot of um, the style that he sang in, that uh, that folk kind mm-hmm. of uh, style, wasn't uh, popular. But it was like it like it wasn't like mainstream. But it was super uh, simple, and there was something to be like appreciated with that uh, simplicity. And so I really liked like listening to his stuff. He, he, I really thought he was like a good musician, but then when he started coming out with, um, it really started with multiply. Yeah. And, and, and then divide was just kind of disappointing <laughs> to me. Like I, I felt like he lost, um, what made him charming. That's fair. I mean, I never really liked him because I felt like I'd always heard artists that sounded like him, but I also don't usually listen to a lot of, like, in my free time at least, what's, like, super popular. Like, obviously for, you know, this and for other things that I do to critique music, etc., I have to be up on, you know, what's coming out. Like, do you think I want to listen to the next Justin Bieber song that comes out? Not really. But did I listen to it because I had Benny Blanco on it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like my last, you know, the previous episode was all about Justin Bieber. So how could I, how could I not follow through? Like I would have felt like kind of a, kind of just a, a bad host, a hypocrite, et cetera, if I didn't. Um, but I was like, why is Ed Sheeran so popular? There's so many people that I think do it better than him that aren't popular. Um, so it just kind of annoyed me whenever I heard him at like a school dance or something and like, all the girls swoon, and I'm like, bruh, that's literally the gingerbread man. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I, I have to roast him now. But like, <laughs> but, like, in 2013, I really, really liked him. He was actually my first concert. Really? Yes, him that's wild. And, uh, him and Taylor Swift were my first concert, and he opened for Oh, I forgot they Taylor were homies. Swift, and it, it was good. It was really good. He sang, like... Most of the stuff from his Plus album, and then he also did, like, a few unreleased songs, which I wasn't expecting to hear at the time. At the time, they were considered unreleased, but they were, I think, released in the UK, Mm -hmm. but they were unreleased here. And he did some of those, and it was really good. And then... um, His style really lends itself to live performance. Yes. Because it's pretty much just him and an acoustic most of the time. Yes. And then you can throw in a backing track or a band with him, and it works. But it's so simple that it kind of has to work live. Oh, yeah. He He didn't even have a band. There was just, um, there was an orange backdrop, which looked like the cover of his album, and then he had the loop pedal, and then his guitar, which is far too small for him, because I think he got it as a kid. 
and he just like kept it. I'm sure. And so he had his uh, guitar, the loop pedal, and then like there was like a little speaker, um, and then the loop pedal came with another mic. So there were two mics, and then, um, yeah, but that was it. That was all that was on um, stage, and it was, and he put on a good show. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I assume again, it's so simply kind of has to. But I did, I would assume that in 2018, 2019, he's not selling near as well as he did in 2013. Oh, not, um, not, not even close. So, yeah, I don't even think he was up for that. So top R&B artist going to Khalid, though, that's – I mean, I think he deserves it, especially over, like, everyone else, especially when you, like, take into consideration who else is up there. So, like, the only one that I think really could have contested him that year was The weekend. Because The weekend's never not going to be popular um, as much as I don't really like him that much. Like, I think he's pretty good. I think he makes catchy music, but I'm never going to just be like, you know what I want to listen to? The weekend. Yeah. Like, I won't I won't change the radio station if for whatever reason I'm listening to the radio and not an ox and he just comes on. But I'm not going to be stoked. Yeah. I I mean, I never go out of my way to listen to The weekend either. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that he would be more popular to like the general like population yeah compared to khalid i like khalid better too i mean i think khalid definitely had the song of the summer that summer but that's just me um which one was it i know I, there was a few yeah he, like that was the thing is like he had multiple songs that i think could contest for song of the summer yeah so like there's almost no way that he didn't by extent and then like the other the other contestants you know being like chris brown and lizzo like lizzo was a big that year but, yeah. like, she also, those two both can't really, they don't lend themselves as much to radio play. Because, like, one, they have to be edited more, which, you know, sucks that radio edits happen to suck. And then it's also, like, I feel like Lizzo's a different vibe. You know, like, Lizzo, you're not going to, like, if you're, like, just driving down this, like, you're just driving on a summer day like, summer driving music, I don't think of Lizzo. I think of Khalid. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. What what category is this? This is R&B. They put her in R&B. That's, what I, that's also what I'm saying. Like, I don't think she's as much R&B as I would put her into rap, but then they didn't put her into rap. I, I wouldn't even put her into rap. Where would you put her? I would put her... Um, if I, I, I would probably put her into pop. I, I don't Interesting. Know, I don't know if she's like quite pop though. That's like, exactly. I think that's like, why they put her into R and B because yeah, I don't think I she's would... necessarily pop, and I prefer her when she's rapping. Yeah, I I just I don't know if I would put her into into R and B. Yeah, I mean Summer Walker, who is also a nominee, yeah. I think she's fire. I actually haven't very heard very much from her. I think she's fire. I think, okay, this is going to be my endorsement of the podcast. <laughs> Go check out Summer Walker. You won't be disappointed. Um, she actually won f- Best Female R&B Artist. Because, um, like, that's the thing that also kind of annoys me about Billboard is it has, like, Best Insert Thing Here Artist. And then it has a winner. And then it splits it again into, like, best male and best female. Yeah. But it's like, okay, if they won best overall, then they're going to win the award for their sex, you know? So, of course, like, you know, Khalid wins best R&B artist. He's also going to win best male R&B artist. Yeah. Like, obviously. Yeah. Um, But Summer Walker did win best female R&B artist. I think that was, you know, makes sense. 
Um, and then I'm kind of I'm kind of gonna try to stay away from like repeat artists because like anyone we talk about I don't want to go back and talk about again. Yeah. Um, because I want to give everyone kind of a chance. Um, but then it has like top rap artist that was Post Malone, which one word, whack. Yeah. Um. So this was for 2019, right? Yeah, pretty much. So this was when like uh, Hollywood's Bleeding came out. I'm like. I'm kind of surprised, um, maybe, maybe he might have been more for 2018, but I'm kind of surprised that Tyler, the creator. I think that was more 2018. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know if that was, uh, more 2018. Yeah. I know he won an award, uh, in, in 2018 for, um, something. I yeah. I forget at the moment. And then this is also, you have to remember, like, Tyler, the creator, he's a little bit more niche. Oh, yeah. You know, so like this is like overall numbers, you know, who sold the most, who streamed the most. And like, I, again, no issue with Tyler, the creator on my end, but he doesn't have as much mass appeal as a lot of these other artists. That's true. Um, whereas Post Malone is the definition of mass appeal. You know, like, I don't think he's a rapper, which is why I said this is whack. You know, I don't he doesn't consider himself a rapper. I think that should be a dead giveaway. I don't consider him a rapper. I don't think anyone in the rap game considers him a rapper. I think he has a lot of influences from rap music, but I don't think he himself is a rapper, but he is the definition of mass appeal. And I kind of went in on that like during one of the other episodes, but it's just like people that know and love music and like how music is made love him. And then people that know nothing about it love him because he appeals to both sides, um, which is really cool. Um, I like that they had a nod to Juice World in it though, you know. I'm I'm still a big fan regardless. Yeah. I think a lot of people are upset that DaBaby didn't get it. But again, it's DaBaby I feel like is the best when he's on a feature. Yeah. I don't think his original stuff like or you know, the stuff that he's solo on is that good. What um what has he done? I forget the name of his album, but he dropped an album. Um I forget the name of it and honestly, it was forgettable. <laughs> Um, you know, I'll, I'll go after him. Uh, I, I won't really because, like, I don't have a lot of beef with him. I just think that his features are really good, but he doesn't really bring it on his own stuff. Yeah. Like, because Lil Nas X was also up for top rap artist, and I don't think he necessarily should have won, um, obviously. Um, I'm saying um a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> he had, uh, after I think this was you know, all of these numbers were in because Lil Nas X had Panini because, like, he gets... Like, Lil Nas X is going to get a lot of recognition for Old Town Road, the remix, because that was a viral sensation, of course, you know, top streaming, etc. But he had Panini, and then the remix for Panini had DaBaby on it. And DaBaby just went really hard for no reason. <laughs> Like, I was like, I was just vibing, you know, listen to the song. Like, it's a nice Chowder reference for the kids that watch Chowder growing up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's really cool because, like, Lil Nas is proving that, like, Old Town Road wasn't his only song. Um, so it was just a good bop regardless. And then all of a sudden, DaBaby just comes in and just shreds the song. And I'm like, bro, that was, what? <laughs> like, I like I immediately just like went and memorized the entire verse because it was just so good, um, but yeah I think that's like one example of him just being a better feature artist, um, and then you know Post Malone obviously one top male rap artist, 
And then Cardi B won top female rap artist. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't like Cardi B that much. I I don't either. I think some of her songs are good, but I just think uh, she's um, a bit problematic <laughs> as a person. Yeah, I mean, she's gotten in trouble a lot for, you know, transphobic comments. And yeah. then she tried to come out and be like, nah, I love trans people, et cetera, et cetera. But she didn't apologize for her comments in the first place. You know, she didn't admit that she did anything wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's cause kind of like what I get from her is she doesn't really apologize when she like gets caught doing something legitimately wrong. Oh yeah. Um, I just, I have a problem with her like uh, allegedly, um, stealing money. Oh, like, when she would like, yeah, drug money. men. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's where the joke, you know, the B and Cardi B stands for Bill Cosby. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I don't, I think that if she were a man like i don't think we would be like hearing no she'd be so canceled so fast yeah like i I mean it's she admitted to doing what you know a lot of men have been canceled or imprisoned for rightfully so yeah you know like with bill cosby you know drugging and raping women and then um cardi b basically admitting to doing the same to men but also robbing them oh yeah you know it's just kind of like i like, part of me wants to understand because, you know, obviously she wasn't in a good place, but at the same time, like, that's not okay, you know? Oh, yeah, no, you can't you can't excuse not. it just because of her circumstance, oh, you know? definitely um, not. You can't just excuse people's actions because of their circumstance. You can understand a little bit better, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you get to take advantage of people just because you yourself aren't in a good situation. 100%. Um, but when it comes to her music, I also feel like there's just so many female rap artists that do it better. Yes. Um, you know, there's like, you know, there's like Rico Nasty, if you like that type of stuff. Um, DJ Loaf. Um, and then, you know, the other nominees, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, I think she's fire. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think she's, she's fire. I think um, she's good. I think she's really good, but I don't think that she had a song that year that could have beaten Cardi. I also feel like Cardi just kind of ruins any song that she's featured on. Um, like Lil Nas X had Rodeo. Um, yeah. And it was just like, it was just a pretty decent song to vibe to. And then Cardi B came on and I was like, why did you just like ruin my vibe? Like she did not match the, she doesn't match the vibe of the songs that she features on yeah. and they suffer for it. Because yeah. then like Nas, like the original Nas also got on that remix and I was like, wow, he straight up came in and saved that song because he matched oh, yeah. the vibe. The only, I think the one song that I like actually really like with her on it is um, Motorsport. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. That's like one where I like listened to it all the way through and I was like, oh, this like meshes yeah. really, really well. Yeah. I don't think she's like, I don't think she's untalented. I just think there are so many that are more talented. Like another yeah. nominee for that, because the only three nominees were Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion and City Girls. And I think City Girls, if we ignored numbers, I think City Girls had it. Like, yeah. you know, if we could just if we could ignore the thing that made this an award, you know, yeah. um, then I think City Girls has it because I I don't know. I think they're fire. I think yeah. they deserve a little bit more recognition. Um, I don't know if they'll necessarily get it. That's my other endorsement for the podcast, I guess. Go listen <laughs> to City Girls. They're pretty fire. Um, you know, shouts to Rico Nasty and uh, DJ Loaf. They're. You know, they're very different female rap artists, obviously. And then there's, like, Whitney Payton. Um, 
you know, all of these are good female rap artists that deserve more attention, you know? I think that, you know, people are like, oh, this is the time for women in rap, and it's like, we have two. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I honestly, half of the people that you just named, I didn't even, like, know about. Exactly. Like, rap is very much dominated by men. Yeah, it's male-dominated, and I think that's also because there's a lot of people gatekeeping it by saying that, like, women can't talk about sex and stuff like that in their music. Like, the, how many people were mad about WAP, right? Oh, yeah. And WAP's not a horrible song. I don't I don't love it. Um, but that's also mostly because I don't like Cardi B, so I'm a yeah. little bit predisposed to not enjoy her stuff. You know, I'll, I'll admit my biases when I have them, um, but I mostly gave it a chance because of Megan. Um, oh, of, of course. <laughs> of, of course, you know, she's got us. I'll give her that. Um, but, like, the sheer hypocrisy from that is just kind of insane. Like, you know, they can't talk about sex in the and, like, in this way and glorifying it in the way that, you know, men have been doing ever since rap came out. Oh, yeah. You know, I, like, if you go back to the 80s of reality rap or gangster rap, if whatever you want to call it, yeah. you know, like, that was... That was a big part of it. It was like, oh, what am I gonna do today? I'm, you know, that was, <laughs> that was just part of their day. Oh, yeah. um, that was just what they naturally talked about. Um, so it's definitely uh, super hypocritical, um, and I'm not here for it. But yeah, go check out any of those other female artists that I just mentioned. They deserve your streams. Um, and yeah, they're, the DJ Loaf is probably the only one that's going to be hard to look up because it's D-E-J, <laughs> which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DJ Loaf, she's pretty good. Um, and then Rico Nasty, I think she might have gotten a shout or something from Cardi B at some point. Um, but yeah, that's that's just how that works, I guess. Um, and then, you know, of course, top male rap went to Post Malone. We've already discussed how that's whack. Yeah. Um, country, we're not going to spend too much time on because Kara doesn't really listen to country, and I'm not a fan of most new country. <laughs> um, but Luke Combs winning top country artist, that was kind of a given to me just because he was the only one that I really heard on the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Thomas Rhett, honestly. And then, of course, he wins the mail. And then... Female, it being, uh, you know, Maren Morris, she just had the numbers. Yeah. Like, like, that's how, that's, all of this comes down to numbers. And so, like, the main reason that, like, I'm not upset, as, I, as, as upset as I would be if it was, like, a Grammy, is because this is done by sheer numbers. Like, I can't get mad. Um, and, of course, you know, the only ones that aren't like that are done by fans. So, that's just going to be, you know... BTS, if they're ever up for anything, oh, if it's fan voted, they're going to win. You know, I've discussed K-pop before on this podcast, but, you know, it's it makes no sense to even, like, put anyone up against BTS whenever it's fan voted. Like, that's unfair, I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, as crazy as Believers and Directioners might have been, K-pop stands, like, they'll cancel you just for, like, just for saying that you don't like a particular song. Oh, yeah. Like, you just be like, I love BTS, except I wasn't a big fan of Dynamite. Boom. Like, Twitter canceled. They, I know, uh, K-pop stands took over. Do do you go on Twitter a lot? Not as much as, I guess, like, not very much. Okay, well, I know during um, the summer when the protests were happening and stuff, I think there were, like, um, 
there were hashtags being like all lives matter and what whatnot just yeah generally not not good hashtags and um the k-pop stands um flooded them with fan cams i love that i i couldn't find any legitimate tweets anywhere most of people (laughs) were either saying how funny it was that there were fan cams all over this hashtag and then (laughs) the other tweets were just the fan cams like they're just (laughs) everywhere i love that it was was so funny because it's it's chaotic good that's yeah, the yeah. Describe it. But yeah, they have died. Yeah, they can be chaotic good. They can be chaotic good. Other times, I see people get canceled for no reason. Um, so you know, there's good and bad with what they do, I guess. And then we yeah. get into like the rock category of the Billboard Awards, and honestly, like I wish that they had a category for like alternative. Yes. Um, because. Almost everyone that was in this category, I don't consider rock when I think about it, you know? Um, Like, so there's Imagine Dragons, Panic at the Disco, Tame Impala, Tool, and 21 Pilots. I think the only, like, true rock band there is Tool, who we haven't, like, I didn't know Tool was still making music, honestly. Um, That threw me off big time. But, you know, the winner was Panic at the Disco. Um, You know, that was when Hey Look My Made It was on. Pray for the Wicked, you know, that was still getting all the radio play, all that stuff. Um, so it makes sense. Like, the numbers don't lie. I just I just wish Imagine Dragons would just fall off the face of the earth, though. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I heard their stuff on the radio, and I was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I couldn't, I could never hear another Imagine Dragons song, and it would be too soon. <laughs> Like, and that's, that's what's so, it's so sad to me because I loved them for a long time. Like their first album, I was crazy for it. I had memorized all the words, all the songs. I was, I was living for them, you know, but then everything since then, they're the new Nickelback to me, you know? (laughs) Oh my God, not Nickelback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's how bad I think they are. Um... Top Rock Tour going to Elton John. That just makes sense. He puts on a show. Oh, yeah. Rocket Man was out, you know, et cetera. Costumes. Latin artist. Of course it was Bad Bunny. He's the white people's favorite Latin artist. It makes sense. You know, <laughs> J Balvin wasn't as popular as he is now. So I didn't think he really stood much of a chance regardless. Um, top dancer, electronic artist. It's going to go to Chainsmokers. It's going to keep going to Chainsmokers. Because you skinny white girls won't stop listening to chain smokers in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't even listen to that type of music very much. But, like, you know, I don't know. I kind of, I half expected Avicii to win. I really did because it was posthumous. You know, I expected that a little bit from pretty much anyone that goes out for it. Um, Because, you know, their streaming always goes up when they die. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, with X, Peep, et cetera. Like, the only reason that they were nominated in years past is because they died, and let's not act like that's not true. Um, But, you know, RIP to Avicii. I think it would have been nice for him to posthumously have won that, but, again, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Then we get into, like, the Christian and gospel category, and this is where I get really mad. (laughs) So I'm going to say Christian slash gospel category because they don't really show, like, what the difference is. Um, 
Like, I think they're all under the thing. Um, but for top Christian artist, it went to Lauren Diagli. I don't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. All I can say is I'm glad it's not Kanye. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Because imagine, imagine being these other artists that have been working for how many years, you know, writing songs for, you know, what they believe is their God, right? You know, for their religion. And then all of a sudden this dude that just like all of a sudden decides that he's going to be a Christian artist, that, you know, he's seen the light. How would you feel if you've been working for like 40 years and then all of a sudden Kanye takes your Billboard Music Award or your Grammy, et cetera? Uh, it's, just, it's just his name. Like, <laughs> that's, that, that was what people voted for. And I bet some of them were even like, haha, it'd be funny if I voted it'd for It'd be funny, Kanye. yeah. I mean... I mean, that's just how the election's going to go. Some people are going to vote for Kanye just because oh it's funny. God, please. Uh, I, it's going to happen. He, we can't stop is, it. I accept it. He's going through it. Like, he really is, um, you know, but being mentally ill is not an excuse to act out. Um, oh, absolutely not. I'm not saying and, it is. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it is. And I think it's a lot like with, like, the Cardi B situation. It's like just because you're in a bad situation doesn't give you an excuse to act, like, just subhuman, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I can't say my usual saying because I can't cuss here. Um, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't cussed nope, right now. <laughs> nope, you're good. Um, but yeah, so then you go to like, uh, there's like, for some reason they separated it up. Like they, they announced like the top Christian and then they like put a bunch of stuff in between. So like top soundtrack, you know, that went to Frozen 2, of course. Naturally. You know. <laughs> I'm sure every house that has a girl under the age of, like, 12 was nonstop. And I'm sure there are plenty of houses with people above the age of 25 because there's too many Disney adults out there. Oh, yeah. They my, scare me. My roommate, actually, um, she had, like, a small uh, period of time where she played um, Into the Unknown. She, That's she was, insane. She was like, it's so good. I'm not here for it. I, I think I think it was better than the first Frozen, but that's just me. Um, Team. Yeah, and then they, like, threw Rock in the middle of it, too, which, you know, Tool won Best Album. Makes sense. Um, it, it, it's, it, it was actually Rock, I guess, because all of the things in there. I don't know why Lumineers was an option, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of speeding through the le- the rest of these uh, to get to the rest of the gospel. But so the winner for I think it was best Latin song, best Latin album. So it was J ba- it was J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Again, it's Bad Bunny. You know, J Balvin had Bad Bunny. You know, that's that's the real reason. And you know, I think J Balvin's more talented and way better. But that's just me. Uh, the top dance and electronic album actually went to uh, Marshmallow for the Fortnite extended set. Which I think for a similar reason to like, you know, Frozen winning the soundtrack, like it was like that, but for like 13 year old boys. Yeah. Because everyone was freaking out about Marshmallow and Fortnite, and I thought that was so funny. Um, so then we have the top Christian album. The winner was Kanye West, Jesus is King. And I know it's, I know it's done by numbers, so I know I shouldn't be mad. And I'm not mad at Billboard. I'm mad at humanity. <laughs> like, even if you're Christian, you know, I get I get it. Maybe, maybe it's like the female rap, you know, 
scenario where like a lot of Christian rappers don't really get a lot of spotlight. You know, there's NF who was popular for like five minutes. Five um, minutes. I mean, he really only has one flow, so I get that people like just kind of left him alone. Um, but then there's like you know Sojourner. Uh, a lot of people don't know who he is. I met him like five years ago. I want to say. Oh. Um, and he's he's pretty good. Um, so yeah, Sojourner. That's another one. I think people just need to like give other Christian rap artists a chance because I don't think Kanye is the best at it. Obviously, Kanye's production will always be god tier because it's Kanye. Oh yeah. Um. So I I get it. I just I'm not stoked on it because it just like if uh it just feels like such a grab, you know. Like I. I'm not saying he's not Christian. I'm not saying he's not going for – I'm not saying he's not walking the walk because I don't know. I, I'm not in his head. The only one that knows what's going on in Kanye's head is Kanye. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I just – I just – I don't like it. I – like how is this the same person that made graduation? You know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I just – I miss old Kanye so much. <laughs> uh, I would, I would, I would die to bring Kanye back to how he was. Oh yeah. Um, but I guess we have to deal with whatever we have now. Um, but I honestly, I just feel so bad for these other Christian and gospel artists that lose to him. Because again, like this is their this is their lifelong thing. Like even if they're a new artist, you know, I think they deserve it more than he does. Yeah. Um, but again. As much as like I, as much as I like Billboard for giving it to people that got the numbers, and it's not done by an academy that's gonna discriminate based on like race, sex, etc. You know, numbers, no, no race, numbers, no, no gender, except you know the populace is gonna follow whoever they're biased towards. Yeah. Um. But for Kanye to win also top gospel album, and then I think he also got top gospel song. Of which he was four out of the five nominations. I like I don't like I understand that you know those were the songs that did the best numbers in that category. I'm not mad, but if you know that Kanye is going to win, then put in the nominations some other artists that are smaller, just to like help them. You know I think that's so whack. Like in the music industry. Like, just to not push people forward. Because it doesn't hurt you. Like, you know, there's competition, sure. But there's so many people that deserve a shout-out. And, you know, like, I'm not I'm not one to continuously listen to Christian music myself. That's not my vibe. You know, that's not what I want to listen to when I'm driving. That's not what I want to listen to when I'm, you know, editing podcasts, etc. Yeah. But, you know, I think that there is good Christian music out there. Um I don't know a lot of artists like I can't list off a bunch of names like I did for female rappers because again that's not my that's not my cup of tea but you know give some shouts to some other people um you know Kanye Kanye is gonna be fine you know if he never sells another song again he's gonna be fine yeah if if everyone just stopped streaming Kanye 100% like if everyone boycotted Kanye he's gonna be fine oh yeah um married to Kim Kardashian yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not even just that, just, you know, off the money that he has, if he was, if he's smart with it, you know, he and all of his kids would be set for life. Yeah. Um, so I guess I just, I just want people to get more shouts. I, I like the underground artists, you know, that might be a slight direction that this podcast moves in, uh, in the future. Um, 
but yeah and then i guess we'll try to end it on a happier note um you know the jonas brothers they won stuff yes. yeah i mean they got uh they got they got a fan voted category they got one of the radio songs of the year i mean Sucker was a banger. I can't act like Sucker wasn't a banger. When the Jonas Brothers were originally popular, I was. it was cool to not like them if you were a little boy. Um, and it was... They were just very popular with all the girls, so it just like wasn't a thing to really like them, except for Year 3000. Everyone bopped to Year 3000. You cannot lie to me. It's a banger. But then they come back, and then Sucker comes out and gets played on the radio every single day for forever. <laughs> You know, like, I remember when Sucker came out, uh, my one roommate, uh, every time I saw him, he would just, like, he would just start the song, like, the We Go Together. He would just, like, look at me and just say it, like, every time I saw him. And then whenever we were working out or, you know, like, on a drive or whatever, like, that song was always playing. Yeah. Um, So, naturally, I got a little bit sick of it, but, again, numbers do not lie. And, you know, good for them. I'm glad they had their comeback. I'm glad, you know, if they were mad at each other. I don't know. The T. I was never a big fan. Were you a big Jonas Brothers stan? Um, I was not. I, um, I, I just listened to, like, any of the popular songs. So, like, 3,000 <laughs> and then, um, oh, I think Burn It Up. <laughs> is a is a damn good song. I mean, I mean sorry. I mean, good song. Like, yeah, it's, it's a very good song. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's that's valid. Um, but yeah, going through. Um, and then you know, Lil Nas X finally getting recognition for the Old Town Road remix. Um, you know, he won. I think top country song. Uh, something like that. I think he got a country nod, which is good because I think Billboard tried to kick him off the country charts with the original, um, which I think is whack. I love I love genre bending um, in every way, shape, and form, and I think that you know country rap is something that's been like dominated by really really bad white artists that you know they try to I don't know it's almost too country and not enough rap, um, yeah. so it just kind of sounds half hearted. Yeah. Um, Maybe I just haven't been listening to the right ones, but that's just kind of how it's been. And so then when Old Town Road came out, I was like, this kind of smacks. You know, like, yeah. it's it's catchy. It's not a bad song at all. And I like that, you know, it kind of has start to build a bridge between those two genres. Because when you think about it, they seem so different. But I think if done well, they can work really well together. So I'm not only here for you know, Lil Nas X as a person. I think he's hilarious. I think he deserves everything he's gotten. Um, but at the same time, I'm here for a genre bending. I'm here for people experimenting and it getting pushed into the mainstream so that more people are going to be more open to it when it comes about that, like, rap and country can, you know, coexist yes. on the same song. Um but yeah, that's kind of that's pretty much all the time we have today. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say a quick thank you to Kara for hopping on here. Kind of asked her last minute, but thank you for having me. Yeah, you really saved saved my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so until next time, guys, I'll see ya.